From the Hensler Financial Studio, this is Cobb Football Friday. Get the inside scoop on all the games. It is Cobb Football Friday. Brian Giffen with John Bednarowski. Great to have you with us as it always is. And John, this season is flying by, man. It, it just continues. All of a sudden you look up and your teams are six, seven games into the season. I guess the calendar moves quickly once August arrives and all this gets going. Well, you know, we're playing the last weekend in September. It's fall break uh, this week, so we've got a short schedule. But, you know, next week, you can't look at that too soon. That first week in October, everybody is playing region games that have significantly more influence on what's going to happen with the uh, with the remainder of the schedule and uh, you know there's going to be some uh, big time matchups in that first week I can't wait and uh, you know this this is the perfect time to have fall break everybody gets that uh, week off try to heal up some of those bumps and bruises uh, and hit the ground running because uh, it's time to go. Well, we'll get right to it here. Let's take a look back at what happened this last weekend, and I'm following right along with your notes here. McEachern, a convincing victory over Valdosta. First win for McEachern over the Wildcats in seven tries. You know that was rewarding. Yeah, it was 28-7. Uh, to 7. Wasn't really close, and I'll tell you what, um, I really thought Kareem Reed would get these guys back up and running. It's amazing what happens when you get your team healthy. Uh, instead of uh, trying to deal with fourth and fifth uh, string running backs and third string offensive linemen, everybody's starting to uh, get put together. And those who are still missing, you know, those replacements are getting coached up. Two really good wins against uh, Tucker and Val Ross for the last two weeks. And uh, they're going to be ready for region play when it starts next week. All right. Let's talk a little about Kell. They got Bryce Clavon back after his baseball sojourn. Uh, they beat Centennial last week. And, you know, five touchdown passes in the first half. He picked right up where he left off. Yeah, they, they didn't just beat Centennial. You know, they beat him like a drum. It was 62-10. Uh, to 10, And, uh, you know, they had 40-something points. Uh, at the half, um, like you said, Clavon picked right up where he left off. It was the perfect game uh, for him to come back. They had the bye week, and you know Centennial's down a little bit, uh, but he got to get back into live action, real reps, all that. I think that's going to be big going forward. Well, let's talk about Harrison now. You know, we talked a lot about their defense, but. They reached the bye week at a 6-0 and mark, and that defense is pretty stingy, less than nine points a game. Pretty darn impressive. Yes, it is. And, of course, the last time they were 6-0 and was 2019. They ran the table, finished 15-0, and won the Class 6A state championship. Uh, the nice thing about this past week, you talk about the defense. They hit the break, averaging 8.8 uh, .8 points a game or allowing 8.8 .8 points a game. The offense really broke through uh, last week against Pebblebrook. Put 42 on the board. Um, you know, uh, Braylon Ford 
uh, Braden Kluth, uh, Xavier Hill, those guys really haven't uh, are starting to get it cranked up. You you kind of wonder once you finally get that rhythm, then all of a sudden you have a week off. Hopefully, uh, they'll be able to pick up where they left off next week. All right, moving ahead, prior to the game against Rome, the Alatuna folks celebrated the career of Gary Varner, aptly so, I might add. You know Gary quite well, and they named their field after him. So the Bucks are going to play on Gary Varner Field at Buccaneer Stadium. Will the break help Alatuna? Obviously, they not, they're not off to a real good start, but a whole different situation there with a new regime, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, unfortunately, the... Uh the ceremony, which took place pregame, um, was the highlight of the evening against Rome. Uh, that was, I want to say, 62 to nothing or mm. something. Regardless, it was the worst home loss in Alatuna's program history. Uh, you know, Varner did wonders there, and uh, deservedly so. He, uh, he earned this recognition. Um, but, uh, it's, it is a rough transition and, you know, right now, uh, as much as you hate to, uh, say anything negative, the, the quarterback play has not been good. Um, and, you know, I get the feeling the offensive line has been, uh, you know, a component of that too. and. You know, you're starting a new offense. We were talking before the show, you know, I cover Citad- or, uh, uh, Kennesaw State, and, you know, you're the voice at Citadel now, and they're kind of going through a similar situation to what Alatuna is. Uh, you know, you get the, you have to change the offense, you bring in new systems and all that, and it's going to take a little while. Brad Smith is a good coach, did a nice job up at uh, Loganville. It's just taking a little longer than I'm sure a lot of the folks at Alatuna had hoped. And, uh, but, the, you know, they'll come out the other side. This is just going to end up being kind of a rough year. Yeah, it definitely is a transitional period because you, you got a whole different philosophy the whole nine yards. Cobb Football Friday is a presentation of the Marietta Daily Journal. I'm Brian Giffen. He is John Bednarowski, the sports editor of the MDJ. And we also want to add that Cobb Football Friday is presented by Superior Plumbing, Otter's Chicken, Pinnacle Orthopedics, and Powers Electrical Solutions. Also want to tell you that coming up on the other side of a break, we will visit with a guy we both know quite well. That is North Cobb head coach Shane Queen. That comes after we take a timeout. But John, before we do, let's talk about North Cobb. You mentioned them riding the ship, and boy, have they ever righted it behind David Eziomume. He has gone nuts the last three weeks, and that gauntlet of a schedule where they started 0-2, it looked like it could be a really, really tough year, and kudos to the Warriors for the way they have bounced back and done so against tough teams on the road. They pretty much decimated Milton after spotting him a 14-0 lead. Yeah, you know, they opened the season uh, by getting beat by 30 plus at home by Westlake and you, you know, you started to send the red flag up the flagpole immediately. And then they had to play Buford. And, you know, I don't think they had gotten the offensive line play that they had wanted and something happened. Uh, you know, they had, you hate to say it against Marietta, but it was kind of a get right game 
against the Blue Devils, and uh, they got right. Uh, you mentioned um, David Eziomume. He had uh, 218 yards against the Blue Devils. I really think improved offensive line play, and I'm sure that uh, you know Coach Queen when he comes on, I'm sure that he will mention that. You know, and all of a sudden you go 218 against Marietta. Then you go on the road to Northside, and I think he had 238. Right. And then they go to Milton, who, I mean, just absolutely destroyed Roswell, who's one of the top teams in Class 6A and should be there deep in the playoffs. Milton had a 14-point lead, and then uh, the offensive line and Easy Omume said, uh, let's strap, uh, strap it up and get going. Yeah. Four touchdown runs, I think. Yeah, uh, <laughs> 55, 54, um, 44, and, you know, I don't know, it was 29 or something. But yeah. he had four long touchdown runs to uh, really, you know, put the exclamation point on this one. That was, uh, uh, you know, you turn a 14-point deficit into uh, almost a 30-point win. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, no doubt. No, I mean, the one thing about it, too, as we get ready for a break here, is that it's not like teams don't know he's the bell cow. It's not like teams haven't keyed on him right out of the box from the beginning of the season this year. But the Warriors have found a way to overcome that and get him untracked, and it makes him pretty scary. John and I will take a break right here. On the other side, we'll have Coach Queen from North Cobb, and we'll figure out what happened to turn the Warriors around after the slow start. We'll do all of that and more, and then a little later, we'll look ahead at this week's games, an abbreviated schedule of them with it being fall break. Back with more after this. This is Cobb Football Friday from the MDJ. When it comes to solving complex foundation repair challenges, there's only one name you need to know. Engineered Solutions of Georgia, Atlanta's only foundation repair company with licensed engineers on staff. From foundation repair to waterproofing and drainage solutions, we've got you covered. We work with both residential and commercial clients, and we're committed to providing exceptional customer service every step of the way. And with our state-of-the-art equipment and top-quality materials, you can be confident that your project will be completed to the highest standards. So why settle for for less when you can have the best. Call Engineered Solutions of Georgia today to schedule your free consultation and see how we can help you tackle any foundation repair or waterproofing challenges. Engineered Solutions of Georgia. We guarantee a staple dry foundation. Residential and commercial. Hey, we do it all. I love technology as much as anybody, but when banks replace people with machines, I had to draw a line. I've been with the same bank for 20 plus years, and as cool as technology is, I believe the relationship you have with your bank is an important one. My wife used to bake cookies for the people who worked at our bank, and they were our friends. But in the last couple of years, they were all replaced by video tellers. Recently, I sold a vehicle and was paid in cash. I went to deposit it and was told my now former bank no longer accepts cash. Okay. That was it for me. I joined Credit Union of Georgia, a homegrown, not-for-profit cooperative that still offers personalized customer service, a network of more than 30,000 ATMs, and convenient locations. Innovation is great, but trust and relationships still matter, particularly where it comes to your finances. Make the switch today. Get more info at cuofga.org. Credit Union of Georgia, the better way to bank. 
And we're back on Cops Football Friday. Brian Giffen with John Bednarowski. And we're joined by a very special guest, a guy both of us know quite well, that being Shane Queen, the head coach at North Cobb. And, Coach, I know that you're wrapping up what's been a good fall break for you. What are your thoughts on things as we sit here? You know, you started 0-2, a couple of tough losses to really good programs, and it could have really gotten you in a pickle, but you guys have bounced back nicely and have reeled off three in a row against three really quality opponents. Yes, sir. We, you know, we needed this break, though. Our schedule was so tough. We're beat up a little bit, so have a couple weeks to get our health back, but our kids are you know, really excited. I'm really excited just how they've responded to the adversity. You know, you start off 0-2 and a lot of people write you off. But I told our kids if we could just get through this first five weeks and be healthy going into the Walton game, and if we were playing our best football at that time, we would have a chance to, you know, get in the playoffs and make some noise. And our kids have never – they've never went away from the script. You know, they've come to work every week, even after those two losses, ready to go to work, doing a great job in the weight room, in the film room, on the practice field, and uh, they're reaping the benefits from it right now. You know, Coach, uh, one person has stood out uh, over the last three weeks, and, I, and I'm going to get to him in a second, in uh, David Eziomume. However, uh, for any running back to be successful, uh, the offensive line's got to be making some holes. Uh, I don't know if those holes were there the first two weeks, uh, but they certainly have been the, the last three. So, um, you know, what was the change in diet? What was the, uh, what's the magic elixir that you've come up with uh, where the offensive line has been playing so well? Well, you know, the first two weeks are offense, you know, scored 28 points, and we felt like we left a lot of points on the board. Against Buford, we were inside the red zone a couple of times, didn't score. Same thing with Westlake, we turned the ball over. And it was more self-inflicted than anything. But, uh, you know, I didn't think that we were we, we were held in check or anything by even those two teams. And that's a great – those are great opponents. So we felt like we had something good going. We just had to quit beating ourselves. In the last two weeks, Dom Moody, Elvin De La Cruz, uh, Zach Addison, Javion Bonds, and Ryan Moraney, and we got Alex Kalev back healthy, and Cam Collins. Those guys have done a great job opening holes up front, and Coach Robert Ingram and Tom Clark have done a good job coming up with schemes to, you know, get David Easy of made the ball. I'm not a real smart man, but I know if you got a Clemson running back, you got to put the ball in his hands a lot. And he's had seven, seven or 800 yards the last three weeks and 10 touchdowns. And again, John, you, you started it right there, and it's all up front. Those guys five or six, seven guys up front are doing a great job. Yeah, the other thing, when you have a player like that that you know everybody's going to key on, it's not just the offensive line, but it also is predicated a little by, you know, who else gets the ball and how you spread it around to create opportunities for the guy that's your bell cow. Yeah, I was proud of, you know, I I talked to our offensive coaches and I knew we had some schemes that we were going to try to, you know, you always try to get an extra hat to the, point of attack so you can have um, good numbers and we knew that when we did that you know Milton was going to make adjustments and our offensive staff knew that they were going to make that adjustment so they had something coming back from it. Now Nick Grimstead's done a good job reading, running the zone read, pulling when he needs to. Um, he's, he's been an ultimate team player because last week you know we only threw for 31 yards but we had over 400 yards rushing and that's what 
I think Tom Clark does a good job and teaches our quarterbacks to take what the defense would give you. If we can run the football and keep those potent offenses like Milton on the sideline, then, you know, we're doing a good job because I remember the other night in the fourth quarter, we went on, on a drive that lasted over eight minutes long. And when you can keep Luke Nickel and those guys on the sideline for Milton, obviously we've got a better chance of being successful coming out with a W. You know, Coach, David uh, is taking full advantage of those holes with the Lions opening. But, uh, you know, once you get through that uh, first and second level, then, you know, you have to have that speed in order to outrun everybody. Four long touchdown runs uh, last week really looks like uh, – because he's not a small – uh, small back, it, it really looks like his uh, speed. I, I was he a uh, high four three, low four four guy. Well, he, he ran he ran a ten nine and a hundred last year, and that's track that's verified. I mean, he's two hundred five pounds. He fired clean three hundred fifteen pounds. So he's a prototype back that can catch the ball out of the backfield, can pound the ball between tackles, but he's also like you said when he gets in open field he's hard to catch he's electric and you know he's an awesome young man he's worked very hard to get here and what I love about David is he's a selfless player not a lot of people know but last year we had a young man that went to Michigan Ben Hall and one that's playing at Georgia Southern right now David Bedinga and we didn't have a tight end David Ezel Mume went and put his hand in the dirt and played tight end all season long and we told him your time's gonna come and he's reaping the benefits from that right now. Can you talk about the play of your defense a little bit? Obviously, the first two opponents, and you did give them short fields and, you know, things like that, but your defense has gotten key stops the last couple of weeks in critical situations, and obviously that matters a lot. No doubt our offense is getting more opportunities to put points on the board, and, you know, the first two weeks we we didn't play up to our standard, and Coach Hinghold and his staff has done a good job. We were, we're real young in the secondary. Some guys that haven't played a whole lot and at linebacker, but those guys have worked very hard, stayed after practice and done some things. They do extra things every day after practice because they knew that we were not playing, you know, warrior type defense that we've played in the last few years. So hats off to them because they're much improved. Our kicking game is much improved. Our kicker's done a good job. So all those all those elements coming together is the reason why we've won three, not just three games, but three road games against, like you said, tough opponents. Coach, uh, you, you get the well-earned break this week, and then it's an unfortunate schedule quirk. This is kind of the, I believe it's the second straight year that this has happened. You know, everybody be looking forward to uh, uh, North Cobb and Walton. You, you know, that's kind of one of those games you hope is late in the schedule where, you know, okay, we're going in and the winner wins region 5-7A. You guys get in the first week of the region schedule. Uh, you know, two parts. One, what do you think about that? And two, um, how do you slow down a juggernaut like them? Because, uh, you know, they've added uh, – uh, the big uh, offensive lineman, Daniel Calhoun, and they just seem to be uh, mowing over everybody. So you guys are up next. How do you slow them down? <laughs> so whoever wins this game, obviously, uh, is in a great position. But two, uh, 
I'm, I'm, again, I don't think you stop a team like them. You, what you try to do is the same philosophy we've had in the last several weeks. You give the ball to David Easy on Mume and Nick pulls it, makes some plays. We go on long drives and keep Jeremy Heckelinski on the sideline. That's the only way you stop them is your offense moving the chains and keeping them off the field because you're not going to completely stop them now. You know, they're averaging 70 points, uh, 60-some points a game. The quarterback, like I said, is unbelievable. They're, nobody gives the uh, Potterford enough credit. He he runs the football. He's a huge back. He's got four Division One wide receivers. And, of course, you said something about Calhoun that moved in. Um, but I think what people are forgetting is how much improved their defense is. Uh, that's the thing that has stood out to me the most. Yes, they're scoring points, but I think they're scoring more points because they're getting more stops, and that's what we talked about our defense a while ago. They're, they're playing great defense, complementing their offense, getting off the field, and giving uh, head clinch more opportunities to put points on the board. So a tough opponent, you know, but our kids always get excited about playing them. It's a great rivalry. But we have much respect for Coach Bruner and his staff and that team. So hopefully we, there's a sellout crowd at Emory Sewell, and uh, hopefully we make the fewest mistakes and we can come out with a W. But it's a tough challenge uh, at hand, that's for sure. The last three meetings, you guys have actually had success against them. And last year stood out for me because there were really two things. You, you did get pressure on Jeremy where you kind of got him off his spot a little bit, but you also played lockdown coverage down the field. There were repeated opportunities where you got them off the field where he just didn't have anybody open and he was running around a little bit back there because you got pressure on him too. If you can get those two things against anybody, you're going to be successful. Yeah, I mean, if you want to get his timing off, obviously, but he does a great job of extending plays, which, like you said, if you don't have coverage downfield, some of his best plays are running around the pocket, creating a play, and the guy gets loose in the secondary. So it's, you got, you got you've got a lot of things to worry about. you got Potterford back there. They can hand the ball off, and he can pat on the rock, and then all those receivers. Uh, it's a lot, to, and it'll give our defense coordinator nightmares the next two weeks. But I know our kids are going to be – prepared they're going they're going to be uh, ready and they'll, they'll work the next two weeks to make sure they watch enough film that our coaches i know are going to be putting our kids in the right position now we just got to go out and execute and make the plays and that's easier said than done because they are very talented yeah, Coach, I got one last thing for you, too. I hope you don't hold this against me, but I started this season with you guys and went 0-2. The guys that have replaced me have done not only a great job, but they have gone 3-0. and That doesn't need to be a reflection on old BG here. No, sir. I think that's a reflection on our schedule, but those guys are doing a good job. You have, you know, what you want to do is pass the baton and keep things rolling, and you did a good job of getting some guys in there, and they're excited, and, you know, one day – Whenever it comes to pass, I'll have to uh, retire and move on, and I'm going to have to pass the baton to someone else. You just hope that success continues, and you did a good job with that, Brian. I appreciate you leaving that in good, great hands. Well, Coach, we appreciate you echoing John's sentiments. Obviously, enjoy the bye week, and I know you got a whole lot of work to do to prepare for a huge one against Walton. Thanks so much from me as well as John. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Appreciate y'all. All right, that is Coach Queen joining us. And, John, I think he pretty well nailed it. You know, this is a monumental challenge, and obviously it's one of those situations where you got to go out there. you got to play your best football, and you got to somehow slow this juggernaut down and go out there and do what you do. They're in a good position to do that. I'll, I'll, get, I'll offer you this thought here as we start to wrap this up. 
You know, one of the things that I remember in baseball is the last thing you wanted when you were on a winning streak sometimes was a day off because you felt like it kind of dulled your momentum a little bit. I don't know if that translates to high school football or not. In a lot of respects, yeah, you heal people up and all that, but the rhythm and tempo components and, you know, that role that you get on when you start to win, you've got to go out and recapture that with an extra week to do so. Yeah, and, um, you know, like we talked about, the one thing that, you know, I'm a little disappointed in, I'm, you know, obviously I'm not disappointed in a North Cobb-Walton matchup at any time, but the fact that it happens the first week in the region schedule you know, this game screams to be last game, you know, region championship on the line, you know, an opportunity to really create those uh, those magical moments. You know, I think it's lessened just a little bit because it's the first game, but you only play the, uh, the games when they're uh, put in front of you. So uh, really looking forward to that matchup because, uh, like you and he said, they're playing their best football right now. And Walton's playing its best football right now, and that should be one heck of a game. Yeah, no doubt, and we'll look forward to that one, and we'll certainly talk about that one when we come back on Cobb Football Friday next week. Right here, John and I will take a break. On the other side, we'll look at this week's games, an abbreviated schedule of them. We remind you before we dive into said break that Cobb Football Friday is presented by Superior Plumbing, Otter's Chicken, Pinnacle Orthopedics, as well as Powers Electrical Solutions. Brian Giffen and John Bednarowski back to look at this week's games right after this timeout. Got an electrical project? Powers Electrical Solutions offers a wide range of electrical services, commercial or residential, all over Cobb, Cherokee, Paulding counties, and beyond. Whether it's lighting, electrical upgrades, installations, or repairs, they're the pros to call. Every new service call includes a free safety checkup. Powers Electrical Solutions are the experts for generators, home automation, and outdoor lighting services, too. Call 404-645-6843 now to speak with a licensed electrician and ensure your electrical needs are taken care of efficiently and safely. There's a reason they've won four straight Best of Cobb Awards. Call today at 404-645-6843. Powers Electrical Solutions, powering your priorities. It pays to know your doctor. It pays to know your lawyer. And now more than ever, it pays to know your local real estate professional. Hi, I'm Jeffrey Drake with Drake Realty, and we have seven offices in the metro Atlanta area, including two right here in Cobb County and one at Lake Oconee. I'm the proud leader of over 700 agents here in Georgia, and we pride ourselves in professional service, whether you are the buyer or the seller. Drake Realty makes the home buying process seamless from contract to close. Our agents are a little different. They're not pushing for the quick sale and close. They are pushing for the best price and terms for their client. In other words, Drake Realty fights for you. Now's the time to buy that dream home, vacation home, or new home your family deserves. A lot of real estate agents talk big. Let my team at Drake Realty prove they will fight for you. I'm Jeffrey Drake, and I'd be honored to have my team serve you. Visit us online at drakerealty.com. And remember, it's not how quick you sell or buy, it's what the deal provides for your future. Right now, while it's scalding hot outside, the last thing you may be thinking about is your furnace. But you'll be relying on it soon enough with fall on the horizon, football starting, and the summer rapidly winding down. Daco Systems is waiving the diagnostic fee with repairs if needed, a value of $84. Daco Systems is also offering $50 off repairs for a limited time. 
In addition, Deco Systems offers duct fogging for just $129, using an EPA-approved cleaning agent to sanitize and disinfect the entire duct system. Hey, the air quality in your home matters. Take advantage of these offers to ensure your furnace and ducts are in top condition as the summer ends and cooler weather approaches. Call 770-209-2261 today for more info or visit DacoSystems.com. Daco Systems, your premier train comfort specialist. And we're back for the final segment here on Cobb Football Friday. John, let's dive right into this. And again, abbreviated schedule this week with it being fall break countywide. Let's talk about Johns Creek at Lassiter. Well, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Lassiter played uh, Woodstock, and it was truly an even matchup. Unfortunately, the Trojans uh, came out on the short end of that one. Um, they get another crack at it uh, this week. Johns Creek comes in, they're one and four. It's averaging 8.6 points a game. It's allowing 40. Uh, and they've been shut out in their, uh, each of their last two games against uh, Cherokee and Roswell by a combined score of 90 to nothing. Mm. Laster's 0-4. It's allowing 50 points a game. This is going to be the region opener for uh, the Trojans. So, in theory, their record is 0-0. Zero zero. Yeah. They've had uh, uh, some time off. Uh, so, hopefully... Uh, they've been able to get things uh, set up for region play. And, uh, you know, the new season starts on Friday. Again, we've talked a lot about this. This is one of the great things about the formula here in Georgia where, you know, region play means everything. You can shake the rust. You can work out the bugs. You can address your problems. You can make adjustments in the non-conference or non-region portion of your schedule. And then, as you just pointed out, it's a brand new slate from there. Let's move ahead. Riverwood is at South Cobb. Yep, the, the Eagles, again, just like last year, they're opening up uh, Region 4, 6A play. They haven't gotten that first win of the year yet. But you look at their schedule. They've been competitive in games. Three of those losses have come against Class 7A programs. So I'm thinking maybe things get cranked up a little bit here in Region play. Uh, Javon Richardson and those guys, they've got plenty of athletes down there to, uh, uh, you know, to find the win column. Maybe uh, maybe this is the week that it gets done. Yep, going to be an interesting one to watch there. How about Alpharetta at Sprayberry? You know, this is going to be one of those playoff positioning games. Uh, I think the winner of this game is going to have a shot to get the two seed, um, maybe at least the three. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I think Roswell's going to have a little too much in this uh, in Region 7-6A. Uh, Rayberry had a tough game against Blessed Trinity last week. Uh, Alpharetta comes in. Uh, I think they're 2-3. and three. Uh, They beat Pope last week in their region opener. So, uh, you know, now's the time for Sprayberry to make its move. All right, and moving ahead, Walton, the juggernaut, keeps rolling along. One of the few teams that's playing this week, of course, with the fall break situation. They had a bye a couple of weeks ago, but Walton takes on a North Paulding team that has played very well, and they come in undefeated at 5-0. and This shapes up, or sounds at least, on paper to be a good one. 
Yeah, this is going to be a good matchup, like you said, Walton. This is the only Class 7A program playing in Cobb County this week. It's a mad matchup of unbeaten. Um, you know, we're going to learn a lot about, I think, both of these teams because Walton's coming off of uh, a bye week. This is their final tune-up before they play next week against North Cobb. North Paulding. 5-0. and They're in Region 3, 7A with, uh, you know, the likes of McEachern and Marietta and Hillgrove and Harrison and them. So we're getting an idea of exactly how good uh, North Paulding is this week when they play uh, uh, Walton. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have an idea of what to expect from both when Region play starts next, or, uh, yeah, next week. Yeah, no doubt about it. And the way North Cobb is playing now and the way Walton has played since the beginning, boy, the one next week, not to look ahead, shapes up to be a monumental struggle uh, for a, a monumental matchup, at least, for both of those programs. So uh, going to be interesting to see how Walton emerges from this one. Let's move ahead. Best Academy now at Mount Perrin. Yeah, you know, after winning its season opener, Mount Perrin's dropped its last three. They're coming in off of a bye week. Best Academy is three and three, but they've won three out of its last four. Uh, included in those wins uh, was the game where they beat Walker and Kip Atlanta. Kip Atlanta beat Mount Perrin the last time out. So this one's at Mount Perrin. You hate to say that the second week in the uh, region schedule is must win, but it gets late early once you reach uh, – uh, region play, and if Mount Perrin wants to make playoffs this year, this is going to be one of those games that they're going to need to win. Yeah, we'll keep our eyes on that one as this weekend unfolds. Let's talk now about Brookstone at Whitfield Academy. You know, like Mount Perrin, Whitfield comes in on a three-game losing streak. It now welcomes Brookstone in from Columbus. Uh, the Wolfpack, you know, they are in an abbreviated region, so they've got this week and next week to kind of right the ship before they get into uh, their three-week uh, region schedule. Uh, Brookstone is uh, a good matchup uh, for Whitfield. It's going to be a tough game. Uh, Whitfield went down there last year, and uh, I think Brookstone uh, kind of put it on them. So uh, time, to, uh, time to get Whitfield pointed in the right direction. Well, rounding out the abbreviated schedule again with fall break, let's talk now closing this segment about King's Academy at Walker. You know, the Wolverines come in three and two, but that's, you know, that's secondary. The best thing for them this week is they're going to be playing at home. They haven't played at home for more than a month. They played the first two games of the season uh, back in August at the friendly confines, and then they've had a bye week, and they've had uh, three road games. Uh, so I think um, you know, they'll be happy to play uh, back at home. And uh, I look for Walker to come out with a W in this one. All right, John. Well, it's going to be a fun weekend to watch, be it an abbreviated schedule of games or not. We're certainly looking forward to all of these. And want to say thanks to you as always. It's always a good time to get together and talk ball with you. Also want to say thanks to Shane Queen, a guy we both know very well. It still feels weird for me to be listening to a network I actually created generally in Charleston or wherever the Citadel is playing the next day. But I got to tip my cap to the guys that took it on on short notice 
They've done a real good job there. Appreciate both of them. And, hey, certainly appreciate you and Coach Queen, as always. Well, it's always fun uh, getting together. And, uh, like I said, we got uh, fall break. Still good football, but it's a little bit more of a relaxed atmosphere because everything is uh, up and running for real next week when everybody's playing region matches. Cobb Football Friday has a presentation of the Marietta Daily Journal, and it's presented by Superior Plumbing, Otter's Chicken, Pinnacle Orthopedics, as well as Powers Electrical Solutions. We thank all of you for joining us. We thank our guest, Coach Queen, and we hope, as usual, that all of you will enjoy the game. You've been listening to Cobb Football Friday, a presentation of the Marietta Daily Journal and the BG Ad Group.